Yo, 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 good afternoon and happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to episode 209 of Sports Takes Galore. I'm your gracious and humble host, Gabe, and thank you again for listening. NFL Divisional Round Playoff Weekend is now in the books. I'll do a recap on all four of the games that happened during the um, NFL Divisional Round Weekend. And back again with my segment, um, the losing team's next moves, I'll give you my takes on what the losing teams have to do moving forward in order to get back to the playoffs and go even further. Coming up on the other side. Stay tuned. All right. Now, without further ado, let's get episode 209 started. We're going to start off with the Saturday games that featured the two number one seeds from both the AFC and the NFC, the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers. We'll start with the AFC game between the Houston Texans versus the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens use a strong second half, including a strong fourth quarter, to blow out the Houston Texans 34-10. This game was close in the first half. The Houston Texans defense came to play. I mean, they were blitzing Lamar Jackson and got about three sacks on him. But their offense could produce nothing throughout this game, particularly in the first half. But due to a punt return for a touchdown by Steven Sims, it tied the game at 10-10, and that was the halftime score. But in the second half, Lamar Jackson and company went off. They scored 24 straight points on their way to victory. Lamar Jackson had a strong game in both the running and passing game. Lamar was 16 of 22, 152 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and he rushed for 100 yards and two touchdowns. Justin Hill had 66 yards rushing, Gus Edwards 40 yards, and Dalvin Cook who just got signed re- recently at 23 yards. Zay Flowers, 41 yards. Rashad Bateman, 39. And Isaac Likely, 34 yards and a touchdown. And of course, Mark An- Andrews, their tight end, he didn't play in this one, but there's a, there's a chance that he will actually play in the AFC Championship. But the Baltimore Reef at, um, defense... Pitched a shut, basically pitched a shutout all game, all game. Because the only tech, um, touchdown the Texans scored was on that punt return. C.J. Stroud and company could get nothing going. C.J. Stroud was 19 of 33, 175 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. But the worst thing about it is they got nothing in the running game whatsoever. They only had 38 yards rushing as a team with Devin Singletary only producing 22 yards. Nico Collins had 68 yards, Devin Singletary 48 yards, Dalton Schultz 43 yards. So now, the Baltimore Ravens move on to their first AFC Championship, I think since the, the last time they won the Super Bowl back in 2012. And Lamar Jackson got somewhat the monkey off of his back because he was 1-3 coming into the playoffs. Now he's 2-3 and, and has a chance to go 500. 
if they can win on Sunday. I'll talk more about the Houston Texans in my um, segment called um, What the Losing Teams Have to Do Moving Forward. Now let's move on to my 49ers versus the Green Bay Packers. To say that the Niners got a scare in this one is an understatement. The Green Bay Packers actually came to this game not only to play, but they came to win. I mean, they basically dominated most of this game for probably about 58 minutes. Jordan Love played some excellent ball. And Aaron Jones ran the ball pretty well. And and, and Romeo Dobbs had a nice game. But they kept it close. The Niners went into the fourth quarter down seven. And of course, they were putting that record out there that Kyle Shanahan is 0-30 when when going into the fourth quarter down seven points or more. Well, that changed. As Brock Purdy, who didn't have a strong game through three quarters, came alive in the fourth quarter when it counted the most. He led a game-winning drive and it capped off with Christian McCaffrey scoring the winning touchdown with one minute and seven seconds left. Green Bay got the ball back. And, and it was driving. And then they finally they flushed Jordan Love out of pocket. He, he made probably the worst mistake any quarterback can make. Threw across his body on the other side of the ball. And it was picked off by Dre Greenlaw to seal the deal. And the Niners came from behind and won the game 24-21. to 21. Brock Purdy, as I stated, didn't have a, his best game, but he made the plays that it counted the most. He was 23 of 39, 252 yards and a touchdown. Christian McCaffrey had 98 yards and two touchdowns. George Kittle had 81 yards and a touchdown. Juwan Jennings, I'd say, was a player of the game. He made some clutch count catches. He had 61 yards. Brandon Ayuk made a um, big-time catch on that last drive. Debo Samuel had two two catches for 24 yards, but he left the game with a shoulder injury. And, of course, his status is right now uncertain. Even though he's told some folks that he's okay. I mean, so far they've revealed that he has no um, fracture in his shoulder. So it gives him a chance to play, but they're going to wait and see what happens during the week. Jordan Love was 21 of 34, 194 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Aaron Jones, 108 yards rushing. Romeo Dobbs, 83 yards. And Jane Reed, 35 yards. From For the 49ers, they now go to I believe this is their third straight NFC Championship game. And now they have a chance to get back to the Super Bowl for the first time since 2019. Now, of course, Brock Purdy is going to have to play better. And hopefully, Debo Samuel be, um, ready to, will be able to play. Because with him in the, in the lineup, this offense is almost unstoppable. And offensively... They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to get better in their run game. 
I mean, Aaron Jones lighted up for 108 yards, and they gave 136 yards as a team running the ball. So they're going to have to make sure they clean, they clear that up. I'll talk more about the Green Bay Packers again in my losing team's next move segment. Now let's move on to the Sunday games. Let's t- we'll start with the Detroit Lions versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This was an actually really good game. I mean, this game was close throughout, and it looked like it could have been anybody's ball game. Detroit Lions, though, was able to pull out a 31-23 victory. Jared Goff was 30 of 43, 287 yards and two touchdowns. Jamar Gibbs, 74 yards, rushing in a touchdown. David Montgomery, 33 yards. Amon Ross St. Brown, 77 yards and a touchdown. Sam LaPorta, 65 yards. And Jamar Gibbs, 40 yards. Baker Mayfield was 26 of 41, 349 yards, two touchdowns, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. And of course, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was, had one more drive to try to tie the game. And Baker Mayfield threw a critical interception that sealed their fate. Rashard White, 55 yards rushing. Mike Evans, 147 yards receiving in one touchdown. Kay Otten, 65 yards and a touchdown. And 40 yards from Chris Godwin. For the Detroit Lions, this is a feel-good story. I mean, this is the first... They won their first playoff game last week. In 30 plus years. Now they've held, they've won two home playoff games. And now they're going to the NFC Championship for the first time, and I believe since Barry Sanders was on running the football for the Lions. And they'll be facing my San Francisco 49ers. And which should be a hard fought game. Now let's move on to the game of the playoffs. The Kansas City Chiefs versus the Buffalo Bills. And of course, this was Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. And we all know when these two team, these two quarterbacks get together, they never seem to disappoint. And that lived and the game lived up to its billing. But it was the Kansas City Chiefs that went into Buffalo and, pu- and pulled out a 27-24 victory. And of course, Patrick Mahomes, playing his first playoff game on the road since he's been in the league, came through when it counted. He didn't have his best game, but he played well enough. Patrick Mahomes was 17 of 23, 215 yards, two touchdowns. Isaac Pacheco, 97 yards and a touchdown. Travis Kelsey, 75 yards and two touchdowns. Marquez Vandalus Scandlin, 62 yards. Buffalo had numerous chances to take this game. But it was just a lot of there's just a lot of mistakes that they made in this one. Okay, like I guess I had a couple of drop passes. And even on the last on the last drive. That Buffalo had, they had a chance to 
tie the game or or even go gone for or even get a touchdown what i mean by that is there was there was a there was a there was a play that they had i believe on third down where Stefan Diggs was open wide open in the middle of the field but Josh Allen decided he wanted to go for the home run and left the ball short but of course Diggs also dropped a pass earlier that could have that should have gone for a touchdown that was in his hands and it slipped out Josh Allen was 26 of 39 186 yards and a touchdown and he led the um Buffalo um offense with 72 yards rushing and two touchdowns. James Cook had 61 yards. Ty Johnson, 40 yards. Dalton um, Kincaid, 45 yards. Khalil Shakir, 44 yards. Stefan Diggs only had 21 yards. More on him in a minute. So once again, the Buffalo Bills can beat the Chiefs in the regular season, but when the playoffs come, they can't get it done. So now the Kansas City Chiefs are going to their sixth straight AFC championship and they'll be facing the Baltimore Ravens for a right to go to the Super Bowl again for the third straight year. So we got Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes. So we got another classic quarterback battle. Now Lamar Jackson said when he was drafted, that Baltimore was going to get a Super Bowl out of him. Well, this is his chance. Next Sunday will be his chance. But he has to get over the guy who's been pretty much dominating the AFC for the past six years. And that's Patrick Mahomes. So, to beat a man, he must beat the man. In the words of the legendary nature boy, Ric Flair. Now let's, now let's go on to the segment... What losing teams have to do moving forward? Let's start with the Texans. The Texans are ahead of schedule. This was supposed to be the year that they went, they went through some growing pains. They were going to struggle. They were going to probably be, I don't know, maybe 5-12, and 4-13, something like that. Because they, they were bringing in a new coach. Shout out to my guy, D'Amico Ryans. A new quarterback, C.J. Stroud. And usually, these kind of these when you're going, this looked like it was supposed to be a rebuild. And these, it usually takes about three to four years before um, teams like this become relevant. Well, the Houston Texans are are relevant, and there's and all they need now, in my opinion, is the first thing they need to get is a game changing back. I mean, Delvin Singletary is a nice back. But they need somebody that's game-changing. Somebody that can make big, you know, big runs. You know, game-changing um, plays. And right now, I think that's the one thing the Texans lack. The receiving core is, is, is set. I mean, Nico Collins. I mean, Tank Dell should be back next season. I mean, Dalton Schultz is a nice tight end. And C.J. Stroud... He's just only going to get better and better and better. Now, defensively, it's a young defense. It went through some of its growing pains. So, second year under D'Amico Ryans, this defense should be a lot better. I said at the beginning of the season that 
the Jacksonville Jaguars, this was their um, division to, to, to lose, which they did so. And now they're, they're going to have a formidable opponent in the Houston Texans going forward. Houston Texans, if they can um, get the right pieces in place and C.J. Stroud continues his growth, they may be, they may be ruling this division for a couple of years. So watch for that. The Green Bay Packers, I would say the same thing. They're ahead of schedule as well. I mean, this was Jordan Love's first um, season as a full-time starter. Now, he struggled early in the season. And then there was, there was even talks from the, um, the front office saying that Jordan Love had 10 games to prove he was, he was their franchise quarterback. And since that statement, the Green Bay Packers got on a roll. Jordan Love had threw like 10 touchdowns or was it 20 touchdowns or something like that and one interception and the Green Bay Packers started were winning some games and got into the playoffs and got one at least one playoff win basically everything is set for the Green Bay Packers Jordan Love has proven that he's he's ready to be the franchise quarterback they got they got Aaron Jones I mean, they got a lot of skilled players at the wide receiver. Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, Christian Watson. So, I mean, they're, they're, so they're, and, you know, you can even add Luke Musgrave as a tight end. So, there's a, so the offense is set. Defensively, their defense, their defense is actually good. I mean, they just probably need a few, you know, pieces, probably at the linebacking spot. And I think Green Bay could probably rule this rule the um, NFC North. No, that's no. Actually, that's not true. They got the Detroit Lions, so them and Detroit Lions may be battling because the Vikings. We don't know what's going to happen. Whether they're going to keep Kirk Cousins, whether Justin Jefferson's going to be there, and the Bears. We don't know where they're going. I mean, chances are Justin Fields may be the quarterback. He may not be. Like I already said personally. He needs to ask for out and get his way back to Atlanta and go back home. So the so the Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions may be battling for this division for, for years to come. Now for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The only thing I'd say for Tampa is I think I think Baker Mayfield is the right quarterback for this team. I think they need to just go ahead and sign him to an extension. I mean, everything is there for, for them for them to succeed. Mike Evans is a free agent. And Baker Mayfield already, is already advocating for him to be brought back. You got him, um, Chris Godwin, you know, Caden Olden. He can be a, a good tight end, a good safety blanket for Baker Mayfield. Now, the running game has to get a little bit better. I mean, Rash- Rashad White is okay, but... They need to get another back, some you know, somebody who can change the game, somebody who's a home run hitter. And of course, defensively, we all know what Todd Bowles is as a defensive coordinator. And the defense wasn't that bad this season. I mean, they'll probably have to make some upgrades, you know, maybe sign some of their guys and maybe sign a few free agents. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, they may have a chance to maybe win this division again. The Panthers has got probably like another two or three years before they even talk about them again. 
This is the Saints. Yeah, we, we're not sure, but not sure about them either. And the Falcons, I mean, they're looking for a new coach. And they got to figure out their quarterback situation. If they're smart, they'll hire Bill Belichick. And they would um, trade for Justin Fields, bring the kid back home because he's from Georgia. So Tampa Bay, this, this is their chance to, you know, take this division again next season. And finally, the Buffalo Bills. I think we just need to start asking this a couple of questions here. A, is the window for the Buffalo Bills closing? Now, they asked Josh Allen that question, and he said he doesn't think so. He believes that they have everything they need there. Well, I have to ask this question. If you have everything that's there, why have you been bouncing out of the playoffs the last four years? Three, three, three out of the last four years, they've gotten bounced in the divisional round. Three times by Kansas City, once by the Bengals. So what's going wrong? I mean, they have all the skill positions complete. Well, except for the running back, even though they finally discovered that. Not, I mean, this season with James Cook. But Josh Allen, as I stated, you know, in the last podcast, he can't, he, he, he can be Superman only once, but he needs the rest of the Buffalo Bills to be the Justice League. And that hasn't happened. Now, of course, now there's, there's been, there's been so much talk on the offseason, whether Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen are even on the same page. But, of course, we can't put this all on Josh Allen. I mean, Stefan Diggs has not come through when it counted the most. He only had three catches for 20 yards. And he dropped a potential touchdown pass as well. And, of course, rumors have been circulating that whether Stefan Diggs may ask for being out. Now, of course, he claims he wants to stay and be a Buffalo Bill. Does he? I actually think that it might be time for the Buffalo Bills to move on from Stefan Diggs. And Stefan Diggs may need to move on from Buffalo. I mean, every time you look at that um that site where they see the opposing team celebrating, he's just standing there looking. And he's been doing that for the last four seasons. So it just, it, just, it, just makes you, it just makes you wonder that should is, is, is he is he gonna um, return next season? Should he try to return next season? Or should he ask for a trade? But I believe the Buffalo Bills window is slowly is, is closing slowly, slowly, slowly. Because the Cincinnati Bengals, they're going to they're gonna be making a lot of noise next season with a healthy Joe Burrow. And so you know they're gonna be they're gonna be back in the mix in 2024. Now Buffalo is gonna be good, yes. But 
I think I think their window, I mean, is is is, is slowly closing. Now, do I think um, Sean McDermott should be fired? No. But he need, but, and of course, let's also be fair to them as well. Their defense was broken up, so they're gonna have to they're gonna they're gonna have to um, be much healthier on defense going forward. Of course, you know you can't. You, I mean, it's football, so you can't help it. But of course, they now they may have to look at Von Miller's contract. Von Miller got paid fourteen million dollars this season and registered no sacks. So the question is, are they going to keep him going forward? But Buffalo needs to answer some questions and answer them fast. Because right now, the way things look, in my personal view, I I think next year is a make-or-break year for this whole team. I think another, another exit from the playoffs, and I think they're going to have to break this team up. Plain and simple. Well, that will end this ep- the episode 209 of Sports Takes Galore. I'm your gracious and humble host, Gabe. Thank you again for listening. Thank you again for downloading. I appreciate you very much. You can follow me on X at ggsports13. You can follow this podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, wherever podcasts are available, available or wherever you stream your podcasts. You can follow my Facebook page, Sports Takes Galore with Gabe. I can thank everyone for listening, downloading, Have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you again on Friday for the um, conference championships. Bye-bye.